1: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurtzbacher. And if you've ever experienced limiting beliefs that have kept you from pursuing that great adventure, then today's episode is the medicine you need. Our guests are Alfredo Aliaga, his daughter Annabelle Aliaga Buchanan, and Julian Coiner, who just recently returned From a quest to set a new world record that would make Alfredo at age 92, the oldest person to hike the Grand Canyon from rim to rim. Their hike, which took place in October, covered 24 miles in 21 hours. No more excuses, folks. Alfredo and his team achieved their goal, reminding the rest of us that it's never too late to go after your dreams now to introduce our guests we have Alfredo who was born in Spain and spent most of his life living and raising his two children in Berlin where he still lives today he's no stranger to adventure and the Grand Canyon is just one of many Annabelle his daughter was born in Germany but now calls Charlotte North Carolina home where she's a PhD and educator at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte she now raises two adventurous Kids of her own. And Julian Coiner, the glue that brought us all together today. Julian and I immediately connected as he too is a real estate professional slash adventurer. Julian has learned to couple his passions by selling real estate in both the Zion area of Utah and the beautiful island of Kauai in Hawaii. Julian has hiked the Grand Canyon rim-to-rim countless times, making him the perfect person to join this expedition. Get ready to be inspired, friends. Alfredo, Annabelle, and Julian, welcome to the campfire.
2: Thank you. Aloha.
1: Thank you very much. This is such an awesome story. You guys have gotten media coverage. This, it's an incredible story. And Julian, I want to start with you being the glue that brought us together. Can you just give us an overview of what just happened?
0: You know, it's uh, just amazing. Alfredo is the most inspiring person I know on this planet, along with my wife's former, uh, her grandmother who just passed away at 98 and a half. And uh, you know, this all came together. Those guys were already doing it. I was an outsider, I'm, I'm nobody. I was, uh, uh, you know, I'm on the Facebook group, Rim to Rim Club, and a friend of mine saw their story and immediately tagged me and said, hey, uh, these guys need some witnesses to go to make sure that they can prove that this 92 year old went rim to rim uh, in two days. And I'm going, 92? I've hiked people across the Grand Canyon that are like 20, 25. (laughs) <laughs> they can't even, halfway down, they're complaining and everything else. So um, they he sent it to me, and I immediately told him, hey, I'm doing a half Ironman in Tempe, Arizona at the same time. There's no way I can do it. So I kind of just put it away for a couple days, and I said, you know what? I've got to go. There's no way I can't go. Uh, you know, I that was my 50th time going across so I have much, much, much experience. And I said, 92 year old, Mindy's grandmother, grandmother was 98 and a half. He's going to, he's going to need, uh, 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 a voice of fun, uh, to get him across this grand Canyon. And, and, and actually you know, I know you're just starting this, but my favorite part of this whole trip was when Annabelle kept asking him do this, do this. And, you know, Alfredo really, he'd listen, but not really. But we sat down halfway down the canyon, and uh, Annabelle says, uh, do this, do this. And I said, no, do this, Alfredo. And he goes, okay, he goes, when Julian says it, I do it. (laughs) And it was the cutest, most amazing thing. Uh, But he is amazing. I mean, this is all about him. We're just participants that were lucky lucky enough and blessed enough to be with him on his journey going across the Grand Canyon.
1: Yeah. And so, Julian, I think I heard you say you've done Rim to Rim now 50 times?
0: 51. I just did it a few weeks ago with my son, 51 times. It was 50th with him. And you know what? I was going to do it in May and that was going to be my 50th with a lot of friends. But I said, there's no way it's got to be with a 92 year old who is going to Rock across the canyon. What what yeah. a way for me to celebrate my fiftieth! But for him, a thousand times more important than anything. Uh, me hiking across a few extra times.
1: That that's amazing though. That's a milestone too. Fifth, be able to do this special hike as your fiftieth. Very very yeah. cool. With him. Annabelle, before we get to the main the main character here, um, can you share a little bit about? Um, Some of the stats, you know, we talked about, this is 24 miles, 21 hours. Tell us a little bit about this, this journey that you guys took.
3: Okay. Um, so the grand Canyon has a north rim and a south rim, and you can start on either rim for a rim to rim. That's okay. But we decided we would leave from the north rim and it's a a higher, it's higher than the south rim. So it's very, very steep and it's a very long way down. Um, and so you go down, you um, hit the various layers, you hit Supai Tunnel, then the Red Wall Bridge, then eventually you get into the box, which is famous for being heating up. Um, and then you hit Phantom Ranch, which is at the bottom. And then you're very happy because you're halfway through and you get food and so on. And then you cross the Colorado River um, and go up, 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 and more up. And um, uh, my favorite place called The Devil's Corkscrew. I just love yeah. that name. So it really does go like this, and then you get to have us the gardens, um, and then you're almost to the top it's about halfway, and you get that. Not
0: area. almost there. No,
3: but I mean, it, it, it's still a big, it's still a big piece, and then you get to the south room, and um, it's an easier way to go that way because at the south room there's just more infrastructure. Uh, when you arrive um, so um, that's why we chose to do it um, in that way and we've done it before in halfway down all the way down halfway up all the way up so in four days which is much more leisurely and you just spend so much more time enjoying it and looking at everything and doing little side trips but this time it was all about we got to get from room
1: well, this guys, this story is very near and dear to my heart. As I just um, had the opportunity to hike down, did not do rim to rim, but from the south rim down to the bottom and then back up with a group of people. And uh, you know, so the the group that I've been with, we've been cherishing the time that we had back in April, and when we saw your story, and then I connected with Julian. It was like it, it felt like this real serendipity that we're even on this call right now. So. It's an honor to be able to speak with you. Alfredo, where did this idea come from?
2: I begin with my, when I was a young man, and then I go oh, further. When I was a young man, let's say 12 till 15, I have been uh, in Spain living. I have been a few times in the near mountains, the Pyrenees, uh, what is 200 kilometers away from my home. Uh, and then I have done uh, hikes, not really climbing. And uh, I have uh, make big, cl- big uh, claim, a big, uh, um, uh, long uh, uh, hikes, like the uh, Central Pyrenees in one time, uh, and all the uh, peaks more than 3,000 meter hike we made it about one month uh, that was uh, the first time uh, i was long time in the mountains and so i uh, very early uh, began to love uh, hiking and mountains um That was a very difficult time in Spain because we have always only hunger. Very bad time of poverty. But we could uh, get some um, uh, money from the government, and so we could go to the mountains and uh, make things like that. Uh, um, Yeah. And the second part of my life uh, was... uh, I emigrated to Germany when I was 23 or 24. And in Germany, the things changed <laughs> a lot. I have job, I have uh, security, um, family, um, children, and um, I went to the university and I could uh, make my uh, geology. And uh, uh, that was a time where I live uh, healthy, but not extremely. But mm-hmm. I make a lot of hikes, bicycle with bike, um, let's say 3,000 kilometers with 10 and a bike, <laughs> with my wife, Ingrid. But the change of all the things uh, happened in um, 2006, when my wife of Ella, uh, amyotrophy, uh, yeah, uh, uh, diet. And uh, I have two years taking care of her so I was at the end of my life, really. Yeah. Uh, all the muscles was on and, and always in the room in my house in uh, Germany. And uh, when uh, I, uh, then in this time, I began uh, to. Uh, um, uh, to uh, visit all uh, the places I have been with the hair, and, um, and uh, I, uh, when she died, all the Marnas have uh, bring to the uh, place a, a, a crane of paper. Papyrus.
0: Paper, right? Origami crane. Yeah,
2: yes.
1: Mm. <laughs> origami, yeah. I,
2: I, I have
0: put everywhere in the world
2: in Nepal, and, and the base camp of uh, Everest, and the base camp, the two base camps of Kanchenchunga. And, uh, and, and it, it, we have been together with my wife uh, one year in USA with a camper. We bought a camper. <laughs> one year. Retired. One year. And we uh, visit only national parks. Because I have the Golden Eagle, a car yes. of yes. a lifetime <laughs> of pass Linton. to the national Linton. park. Yes. Sirica, national Park gave me this uh, thing. I still have a and use for this uh, adventure of a uh, rim to rim as older on oh foot. And um, and uh, so uh, always my life is uh, connected to hike and mountains. And it's also a little of my uh, uh, my geology, and the Grand Canyon is the central part of all these things. Not South Africa, not Australia, not, (laughs) this is the, the, because uh, as a geologist, I see the uh, Grand Canyon as a book, which is open. Uh, You can learn the Alps, the Pyrenees, but you see almost nothing. You see only letters in a book, but in the Grand Canyon, you see the things.
1: You see not a book, you see the things of the nature. Hey everyone, it's Scott here. Did you know that the members of my real estate team, W Realty Group, are listening to their own voices that call to adventure by setting big goals? Some of those goals include planning trips to Bali and the kingdom of Bhutan, buying investment homes and running the Chicago Marathon. At W Realty Group, we support and encourage these big goals and want to help turn them into reality. We're currently looking to add new members to the team. If you know a great real estate agent in the Charlotte, North Carolina area that would benefit from being part of our team, please send a text, an email, or give me a call. And know that when you support W Realty Group, you're also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And I think you're so right about the Grand Canyon. And I'm actually, I'm feeling like inspired to pivot just a minute because like when I did the Grand Canyon hike with the four people that I went with, um, we just felt this incredible metaphor of the Grand Canyon being this like biggest hole on earth, right? Like the biggest canyon. And so there's this metaphorical, like when you're at the top, you know, you're kind of, on the outside, but as you descend down into the canyon, it's almost like you go into the depths of your soul, right? And you find out so much about yourself. And then when you come back out, you're a new person. I'm curious, like it, each of you, if you could maybe speak to like, how did, how did going down into the depth, and I know you've been there, this wasn't the first time, but like, what is that experience like for you to go down into those depths externally and internally? What does it feel like on the inside?
3: I went to the Grand Canyon the first time uh, in 2006 when my mom died. She had just died of ALS. And my dad said, we're going to the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, if he's grieving, whatever whatever he wants, we're doing. And so we took my nine-year-old and my 76-year-old dad. Um, and all we did was hike South Rim, Havasupai Gardens, camped, and went back up. In the meantime, there was a huge thunderstorm. And... A flash spot, and he almost died. And Della, our friend, the ranger, who's now retired, but who helped us with this trip, um, basically saved his life by saying, Come on, sir, move. You're going to get flushed away. But he didn't. And he, so he, he's alive. Um, but since that day, I've said that everybody should go into the Grand Canyon, even if it's just a few steps, because it changes who you are, it changes your perspective. It, puts everything in perspective all the problems everything in life because down there you're this small yeah. and nature is so big and so powerful and it's it it makes everything in normal life possible <laughs> because you know it's so um overwhelming to be able to experience that beauty and experience that adventure and s- survive i mean even if you're not in mortal danger all the time it does feel like that you know you are really in a world that's not the streets of charlotte you know it's yeah. it's just such a um such a changing it, it really changes you yeah so everybody should do it
1: yeah do you feel like you came out a different person
3: every time yeah. you know you said in my introduction that i'm a, a the chair of my department and that's a leadership role. It's very, a lot of responsibility. And, um, you know, I've been in the business for a long time, so I know what it means. And I was really nervous about even applying um, or, or even, you know, like stepping up and saying, okay, I'll do this. And it is actually, Julian, you'll appreciate this, um, just before the devil's corkscrew, after having been on the, you know, in the canyon for three days. And I thought, in, I really literally had this thought, you know, if I can do this, Course, I can be chair. What am I hitting myself, you know? And I actually, and Alfredo's my witness, this is in October 22. I said to him and my brother and my husband who were there, Hey guys, you know what? I've decided I will apply. And so here I am. And these okay. days, when things are rough or when I think, Good grief, I can't even go do one more day, I think, Come on, you know? <laughs> Of course you can. Of course you can. This is not, it. it's okay. not a life and death thing. This is just life, you know, like normal.
1: <laughs> of course I can. Julian, descending into the Grand Canyon 50 times. What, what is that? Yeah, it kind of
0: yeah, like it all started for me, but actually I'd say after the 20th time or whatever, it kind of shifted. I, you introduced me as a real estate agent adventure. I'm actually an adventurer uh, who uses real estate to go and do the things that I love. And, you know, I live over by Zion National Park. uh, And, you know, we go back and forth between Kauai and here, but we spend most of our time here. We're two and a half hours from the North Rim. Um, You know, I fill my heart by inspiring others to go across the Grand Canyon. There are people that have said, there's no way I can do it. I said, do you want to do it? And they said yes. And actually the time before Alfredo, I took my friend's uh, wife who just finished chemo therapy and uh, we had oxygen. And hey, I'm, I don't do commercial guiding across there. I do it to fill my heart. And when I see that I might be of use to others going across, um, just seeing. You know, when you go to the either the north or the south rim and you look across, it's almost like parachuting. The first time you look at it, you think, oh, okay. But then when you, that morning or the day before you go, you look across, you're like, how can I do this? And, uh, you know, you really have to prepare people and get their mind straight because, you know, it, the physical is hard enough, but the mental is really where it's at. You know, it, like I always tell everybody, the hike doesn't start until the last five miles uh, at Manzanita going up the north or at Supai Gardens uh, going up the south. And that's about five miles on each side. That's really where the hike starts, starts because you're exhausted and then now you got elevation and you really got to have a little fun. And, you know, I, I always am saying, oh, just around the corner or the coiner I say, and they're like, wait a second. You, you told me the bridge was here. You told me it's here. So a little bit of psychology and yes. to, uh, you know, just keep them pushing. I, ha- I have things called turtling and rabbiting, rabbiting. So when people are kind of dragging a little bit, I might go a little bit ahead. So they see me, but they feel like, oh, I gotta keep up with Julian. And then there's other times where I know they're totally spent, but they're trying to go too quick. And I know what's ahead and how much rest they're going to need. And I turtle. I sit back uh, and I slow down. I fake injuries sometimes. Oh, when they say they don't want to stop, but I can tell they really, oh, gosh, my I've got a cramp. I need to stop. And people come out of the canyon and tell my wife, oh, Julie was really injured. And she just laughs, laughs and
1: goes, no. no. He was turtling. Love it. <laughs> so and those like, are my terms. I'm not sure. You're like a not. It. You're the cheerleader, really. Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, you have a role here to be a witness for this world record. But what I heard you say was that being a witness inside the Grand Canyon fills your heart.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Every time I cross the Grand Canyon with anybody or even along the way, I mean, uh, when Alfredo is going across the canyon, he inspired hundreds of people just by them. You know, they all heard about it you all wanted to take photos with them. They were inspired. I mean, they were like, my gosh. And I bet there was some that were really exhausted and feeling like, oh, I don't know if I could take another step. He came by and it put a jump in their step.
1: Yeah. Alfredo, let's go to you. This is an extremely taxing physical adventure. And there's a lot of ways to accomplish that. But this one's unique because you're going down into the bottom of this canyon. And I just wonder what that means to you and what is that inner experience like for you to descend into the canyon and then come back out?
2: I think it is very difficult and very easy to answer this question because uh, uh, this is um, a unique situation in our life to go down and and, uh, see the wonder of the nature and be so quite near. You are part of this uh, 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 vertical walls and, 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 and the trains and uh, that is um, uh, maybe you are more uh, human more more, more, more more than you are really. Superhero.
0: <laughs> You're a superhero.
2: Uh, hero, yes. <laughs> a little hero. But uh, the really uh, this is you are doing something special, which is uh, important for you, I think. And the consequence of the, this meaning is, is: if I do it, I can maybe uh, motivate other people to do the same thing. Why not?
1: Okay, so we're we're still waiting from Guinness to find out whether this has been approved. But but you will be the oldest person to do rim to rim. And I'm just curious, like what, how did that as a goal play into this whole thing? Yes.
2: The motivation, uh, it is uh, really, uh, we have done with Annabelle and Jürgen and my son law, my son from Berlin, we have made it this a few times, just the same thing. But, uh, and, uh, but, but, uh, uh, we never thought of uh, making a record we we lo- we love to do it and we did it yeah but um uh the uh, we read in in, in, in uh, with the tablets uh, that the, the other man who have, has made the the record uh, who has the record has made it and we were uh, uh, very interested on this thing we have done it already but we have not making the preparation the documentation and, and, and investing. so we were interested on these things and jürgen was the, the, the jürgen buchenau was the the, the, the which uh, um, make it public in the facebook um, uh, internet and saying that we want to do this kind of thing with the record.
3: My dad read about the gentleman who held the record, Well, I should say holds the record until it's official. But, and um, we at that point had done it room to room um, in in four days, like I told my brother um, in 22, and he was already basically the gentleman before him uh, had done it in five days, and he had had a doctor with him, and he had like a huge team with him, and um, and we we're like, you've already done this you know. and So my husband then registered him with uh, the Guinness Book to to attempt it this past May actually. Um, and what my dad just said about the Facebook thing, the only reason this got public and we got Julian and Peter is because the government was threatening to shut down, and the fear was, yes. And the fear was that um, the Arizona governor had said she would keep the canyon open. But what if there wouldn't be any rangers? And so then the thought was, well, who's going to be our witness, like an official witness, if we don't have rangers on both ends in the backcountry office to say, yep, we saw him here. He, He did this. And then my husband asked for help on that Facebook group saying, is anybody leaving at that moment who could then sign that they saw him? Never in a million years did we think somebody like Julian and Peter would say, "Oh sure we'll love you um, and that just blew up because people were so inspired by a 2 year old doing it. and then the government didn't shut down hallelujah, but then by then we had a witness, two witnesses well,
1: so here's what here's what's so cool about the the inspiration right There was somebody that came before and his the bar that he set, inspired y'all to go do this, right? right. And oh, I've, I, I've already heard Julian say that when he's 93, he's going for it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the inspiration, and the competition is already on. I mean, it's, it's, you've already, you've already done what you've set out to accomplish, which is really beautiful. I would love to talk about fear because so much of this podcast is about the fears that stop us from doing these things. Oh, there we go. Julian's got the fear man coming up. So, um, really eager to hear how fear and doubt might have influenced you, Alfredo. Uh, Annabelle, I want to start with you though. Like when when Dad came up with this idea, like what were you thinking?
3: Oh my! You're talking to the right person about fear because um, I'm somebody who suffers from anxiety anyway. And so when Julian just said, when you stand at the rim and you look across, you th- this is impossible. Even if you've done it, I don't know. Well, Julian has done it too many times, but like three or four or five times, no, no, no. <laughs> so every time before I have trouble sleeping, I'm so nervous. And of course, it's worse when you're going with somebody who's elderly uh, because what if he falls, what if he, you know, heart attack, what if he doesn't listen to me and only listens to Julian and doesn't take enough uh, electrolytes or, you know, something like that. So it's an enormous amount of fear. And um, for me personally, Um, and I, it's an interesting thing because when you start walking after about 20 minutes, your um, serotonin kicks in and you feel better, <laughs> and and you know it's 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 the common thing. I mean, when you do exercise, you know th- these hormones happen, and then it gets better. You know the fear gets better, but that first overcoming that fear is extremely hard, and um, it's worth it. And every time, I swear, I'm never gonna do this again. I'm never gonna be this scared again. Why am I doing this? And then, the minute we walk out we make the next plan
0: <laughs> i said i sensed her fear when you know i hadn't met them on i talked to Jürgen on the phone but i hadn't met them until uh two days before the hike we came and we all had dinner and stuff but uh and i could tell and i mean i felt at that point i said i really got to take some of this on my shoulders and say okay let's go we can do this Annabelle, it's all going to be fun. You know, we're laughing and stuff. And, uh, you know, gosh, it's just amazing, you know, thinking about it, thinking back on it. I mean, why wasn't I afraid going across with a 92-year-old? And I think that plays into Mindy's grandmother at 98 and a half. We took her to the North Room of the Grand Canyon uh, like six or seven months before uh, she passed. And... You know, you got to think the elevation. She, uh, we were there six hours, we had dinner. She passed out two ambulance rides to Canab because of the elevation. So right. I kind of knew okay, I'm going to bring oxygen, some portable oxygen. You know, I had a lot of different things. And, you know, I was a lifeguard in Kauai two or three years. So I kind of learned some things, but I actually bought a book uh, about uh, anything that could happen. So I could immediately go to that, and then and then do what I could do to help him and and the family and stuff. So uh, we're just—it's so, just amazing that we all came together. It was a God link.
3: You ask who Julian was, and that's what he was. He took half of that. So I'm a person who takes responsibility for everything anyways, which is, you know, not necessarily the best trait, but it's what I do. And so I'm the one who does all the preparing and, you know, how many electrolyte tablets and how much food to carry and the first aid did the emergency and the whatever, you know? And so when Julian came along, it was half, he took a lot of that burden, you know, and it was just, it it was such a relief for me because it's not easy for me to do this either. You know, it's a physical exhausting. And and I mean, I have to make my mind keep going and convince myself I can do this. And usually my dad keeps saying, I'm so worried about him. I don't even worry about myself. <laughs> and that's what makes it possible for me to do it. And I think there's a piece to that. But when Julian was there, he choler, that. And when he said, when I saw him, he had oxygen. And like the things that he's, you know, so it was the best thing in the world for me that he was there
1: synchronicity you guys came together for a reason um yeah on the hero's journey a supernatural aid tends to show up along the way and uh, it sounds like you guys all came together just like that alfredo can 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 you speak to any fear or doubt that came up for you as you were going through this adventure
2: i have also fear experiences, but i think the fear limits Show the limits, and I think the limits of every kind of things we do are good, because the limit uh, showed us uh, the way till the limit, and uh, this is what we can do. Uh, but the fear in the, this time during the winter was that I can uh, I can follow, and so i did not look to the mountains to the strata i did i look always down to the feet and the stones <laughs> because i thought always if i do i can kind of i can follow and all these wonderful people who are with me and the other people who were not with us they took some fire firefighters that They will be all disappointed because we have not gone this uh, route till the end. So uh, the fear was always present, and I, I obliged me to look always to the feet.
0: He never looked afraid at all. He (laughs) was the most steady person. You know, when when you get up in age, really, the balance is the biggest concern. Um, thank you i did see him his head his head was down even though you know he is an archaeologist ar- he explained he'd stop and explain the mountains the rocks uh even though annabelle's like okay let's go let's go and i'm like no okay yeah i want to learn some more and i'm videotaping him because i just thought it was just fascinating stuff that i can use for others as i hike him across but i'll tell you i've hiked i've hiked probably close to 50 people across the canyon also. And he was the most steady. He never once complained. He never, I mean, it, his mind is the strongest I've seen out of every single person that I've hiked across, even experienced hikers, because you get exhausted. He didn't show zero, not once, nothing. He was, he, he just, uh, he, he inspires me. And I, I can't wait to be 93, but I have a feeling he's coming back to push that date out on me.
1: He's going to be himself.
0: Yeah, I think so. Did, this say a man who
2: has made a ring to ring 50 times.
1: <laughs> That's right. Alfredo, What I think what I heard you say was in order to push past the fear that is natural and that you felt, you look down at your feet to stay grounded on the earth and just kind of took things one step at a time That's right, and just kept moving.
2: Yes. And it is because I uh, noticed the, the, the fear that I could uh, make something wrong and follow and then all the things are
1: wrong. <laughs> yeah. What kind of preparations did you have to do to get ready for this?
2: I have some difficulties to make a proper preparation because I have in Spain, I have no mountains in near and, uh, and in Berlin, I have no mountains. So the preparation was always in complete parts. And I had made about three months before we went to USA, three to four months. Uh, Uh, Three hours of walking with sticks. sticks. Every day. (laughs) Every day. uh, About eight miles. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I think it was give me the stamina to do this uh, rent to rent properly as we have done it.
1: Alfredo, I read somewhere in some of the media stories, um, you have kind of a three-step approach to the life, to maintaining good health.
2: I think this is the most important thing for me. It was the conclusion of three steps in my life. The first one, it is I have to eat healthy food and drink water with it. The second step, what I have done, really, not uh, 100%, but always trying to do it, 30 minutes a day walking, uh, round of the corner. Uh, Of course, if you have more time, do it more. But 30 minutes, if you do each day of your life, is enough. And the third, and maybe the most important thing is, is asleep in the dark of the night not in the dark of the night in the night eight hours going all discipline to to sleep going always the same time to bed and uh, going out of the bed at the same time and uh, uh, as i began being uh, almost 70 years old with these things and i am still old but happy healthy i have no medicine and no illness at all. and and happy and i have a lot of connection to people because they love people who are healthy and happy and, and, and gay and uh, happy and um, this is if i had begun doing these things so late in life that is is. Uh, uh, consideration for older people. Never is too late. Begin today doing things like these three steps. I, this, this is the most thing I love in all these conversations.
1: 92 years old, rim to rim, Grand Canyon. And the, the formula is fo- healthy food and water, exercise 30 <laughs> minutes a day, and sleep. At night, get the right hour, get the right amount of sleep. I mean, it's it's simple stuff, <laughs> you know. But it, but it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, Julian and Annabelle. I mean, I, th- th- to me, this is these are this is such an important point here. I'm just curious if you guys have anything you want to weigh in on with with that.
3: I, I, I've seen it. I've seen it in action, and I have to say, my uh, it's like Alfredo is teaching me and my brother and my husband, and everybody. How to get old. You know, I'm 55, so I'm not at retirement age yet, but a lot of friends. And, you know, the questions are what do you do when you're retired? And, you know, so many people, especially in America, being old is considered almost like a bad thing. You want to look young, as young as you possibly can. And um, being around him and seeing on that trail, the people respond to, he, before even this, they used to call him the legend, like all the, All the rangers already knew him because he was doing this all the time. And so um, seeing that, it's like it's a model of how one can grow old and do things. And um, it's not just the Grand Canyon. I mean, like I said, when my mom died, he traveled the world to all the places where they had been. You know, and he did these like two months trek to around the Kachinjunga mountains in Nepal or, you know, another base camp to Everest base camp. So it's like it's, you don't have to sit at home and watch TV when you're old, you know, which I hope I won't do. <laughs> and honestly, his three pieces of advice. You know, we're all kind of starting to follow that because it's like, Hmm, if it works, maybe it'll work for us. And, so,
1: yeah. and about what's it like for your two kids to, to, to witness what, what grandpa's going through.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> they love their pa and they're so proud of him. In fact, my daughter has a disability. She's a little bit on the autism spectrum, and um, you know, so physical activity, gross motor skills are not her strength. But you know what she wants to do? in May go to the Grand Canyon. With yeah. Her yep. And with so me. she's training, and she is determined. You know, now that he's broken this record, she's gonna do it. So she's 24, so she's not a child anymore. Um, and then my son, you know, he was the first grandchild. So he's been with my dad in every adventure you could possibly imagine. And so his favorite thing is to be outdoors. And he's an env- environmental scientist. He's getting his PhD. He does aerosols, but he can, he's out in the mountains hiking. So kind of like Julian's son, you know.
1: So I want to, as we kind of come towards the end of our time together, I want to talk about limits. And Julian, I want to ask you um, to start on this one. But um, you know, I think so much of this, like just being on this call with you guys, sharing the story with listeners. I think uh I'm inspired. I hope that listeners are inspired to see that we don't have to let limits limit us. Right. And I think some of it is for me, the first step is sometimes we don't even recognize that we have limits. Sometimes we don't even know that they're there. And so, Julian, you've done this. You've rimmed it rim 50 times. You've seen a lot of people accomplish this. Like, I'm just curious if you have any thoughts for listeners on like, how to, how to first of all, become aware of your limits and then push past them.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think the, what you're saying, you know, hey, to be inspired to do this and to see uh, a 92-year-old soon to uh, set the world record there are limits in the sense of, you know, you have to train for this hike. You know, we had, uh, I think 10 this year that passed away in the Canyon a lot younger than Alfredo. So this is a serious hike. Um, you've got to train, uh, but it all starts with that inspiration. It's like doing triathlon. You have your race and you back out, uh, to wherever you are that day what you need to do to accomplish that goal of getting across the Grand Canyon. So for me, be inspired, let others inspire you, and don't feel that you can't figure it out yourself. There's plenty of people in the world um, that if you get on some of these Facebook live thing or Facebook Room to rim club, that will give you ideas and thoughts to make sure that you're successful in that.
3: We've gone many times one time um, we went with a friend and it was in August and we left at two in the morning on the South Rim to get to Phantom by about 10. And we were slower than normal. And by the time it was four in the morning, it was already a hundred degrees in the dark. And we're above, we're above the three mile rest house. And we turned around. So knowing your limits, a good thing. And when we got up, I went and notified the people that, you know, they should tell Phantom Ranch that we weren't coming and notified the shuttle that we wouldn't be taking the shuttle. And they said, that's the smartest decision. You don't know how many people should have called it and turned around. And then it ended in, you know, a negative outcome. So um, I think fear is our greatest enemy, you know, and overcoming fear, but Boy, do it smartly. And like Julian said, plan and, and know, you know, of course, you know, your limits, the Canyon is the Canyon. And if you don't do electrolytes and if you don't do the right things, it's going to get you. So
0: Your, your training will show you your limits.
1: Yeah. And what what I just heard you say, Annabelle, is, you know, the fear is your worst enemy, but it also plays a a role. Like it does. It is a sign that says, hey, this is a limit that you should pay attention to. You know, and I think some of it is like discerning between uh, limiting beliefs that hold us back from really going after what we want. And then those things that are like legit. Hey, like this is a true warning. I wonder if we could, if we could finish Alfredo with, with your thoughts on limits and pushing past those things. You've, you've just accomplished something extraordinary at age 92. And I just wonder what advice you have for people that might feel some limiting beliefs that are stopping them from doing the things they really want to do. Okay. Limits are good
2: because they show us where the limits are. But they show us more, and this is that the way, till the limits are free for us to do these things. Okay, and if you allow me, I would like to say thanks, not only to you, but the, to the trails. Mm. The trails, they are the things that allow us to look at the Grand Canyon not only from the rim, we go down. The trails uh, have uh, the first time they were the ancient people of America who went down and then to the Indian Garden and to the Fenton Rands, they have lived there because there was the water and it was a desert. And they use the geological falls debris. The these uh, uh, vertical walls they are broken with the geological uh, falls, and the debris make the best thing to put uh, trails on these uh, paths, on these uh, places. Then I my thing is to these people, ancient people. Then the second thing things are the people who make these trails. And the third, thank you very much, are for the people who are working and maintaining the trails.
1: Thank you. I, I think I think we need to add a fourth. We've got diet, food and water, right? We've got exercise, we've got sleep. I just heard gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful!
2: I learned this I learned this
1: <laughs> if people want to find out more about you guys and your adventure what's the best way for them to do that
2: there's a story
3: on USA I would just google his name it's all over you can do the USA Today has a long really good report um, they did a long interview with us and then Fox did a really long interview there's Fox Live on TV and then also published uh, The Backpacker um, it's all over You just Google his name and you find
1: his story everywhere. So congratulations on this incredible achievement. I'm so thankful that you guys spent some time with me. Before we wrap up, this is such an amazing story. We know that Hollywood is going to pick up on this story at some point. (laughs) And when they do, I want to know who's going to be the cast of characters, who are going to be the Hollywood actors that are going to play y'all in this movie about this epic new world record.
2: I would like to have uh, a man who is uh, called Anthony Quinn because he made a film, uh, Alexis Sorbas, and he has an American friend who is working with him, but he is a poor miner, and he goes in the mine and uh, to take something of the mine, but it is a big explosion, and the, the, the uh, smoke and the stones flow out of the door of the uh mine and the american the american companion said alexis alexis Alex- no, alexis <laughs> yeah I, I, I okay and he came uh, all there and said what do you want okay what do you want
1: That was for me uh, so oh, well, okay we got Anthony Quinn as Alfredo. Annabelle, who's playing you?
3: Well, I don't, I, I don't know, but I want to give the name to the movie. Can I give the name to the movie? Because I would call it not the Old Man and the Sea, like Hemingway. It's the Old Man and the Canyon.
1: Oh, the Old Man and the Canyon. Okay. All right, but I gotta have an actress for you, Annabelle. You're no, in this movie. Uh,
0: Meryl Streep.
1: Meryl Streep. Awesome. Julian, bring it home. Who's playing you in this movie? Well, hopefully
0: it's me. I'd love to play myself. That's okay. If they're going to make it shortly, I could be that. But if they have to go to a character, how about Miles Teller from uh,
1: Nice! He's great. I like him a lot. But
0: my name of the movie is 107 Switchbacks.
1: (laughs) 107 Switchbacks. I love it. Oh, my God. It's going to be an Oscar winner. I'm sure of it. You guys, thank you so much for those listening. I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope Alfredo, Annabelle, and Julian's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or just need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging inspire campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening, Julian, Alfredo, Annabelle. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Commander with one thing is what I do. i my hike hiking show in Kauai, take a hike.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Thank you, Scott. Thank you, you guys. Scott, this has been great.
1: Thank you very much.